0: And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks.
1: Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley, And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Shrink Chicks. Today we are getting a little bit more personal and so I am going to let Emily start off and take the reins uh, for our episode today. This is called this episode
0: title is the one where Emily has a miscarriage. Um, And (laughs) that will actually be the title. That will actually be the title. And uh, we're going to talk about this because we've had a few people write in about fertility problems. I've talked openly before about my fertility journey with my first child. I know a while ago I had talked about that. My husband and I are trying to have a second child. Um, and we had a miscarriage. And so I'm going to start, we're going to talk a little bit about this experience, about that process, just so it is less stigmatized. But first, here's my disclaimer. I know that I have clients who listen to this show. They have told me they listen to this show. When anytime Jen and I talk about something that's personal, it does not mean you need to take care of us. Jen and I have amazing support. We have great therapist. We have great partners. We have great families. We have really surround ourselves with community. So when we talk about hard stuff, we actually don't need anyone to take care of us because we got that under lock. So before the influx comes in of, oh my God, I'm so sorry, <laughs> that's okay. not the point of this.
1: The goal, right. The goal is to destigmatize um, yes. and help have the conversation around things that people don't usually talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, mi am going to let you start it off. Tell us okay. a little bit about your experience.
0: So, well, so we'll go back, right? So we'll go back that I've talked about before that I'm diagnosed with PCOS is incredibly common. It is 100% under talked about the same with endometriosis. So I knew going into becoming a mom that it was going to be difficult. And now PCOS there is, I mean, Honestly, doctors are amazing. Nurses are amazing. Our medical community is amazing. There's so many resources. There's so much different stuff that, like, at my journey, I had access to that 20 years ago women didn't have access to, right? So when I was first diagnosed with PCOS, um, it was really you're not going to have kids. Like, that was it. hard stop. As life goes on, as time changes, no, here's all the different things we can do, right? So my PCOS was at a point before I got married where my I had a PCOS specialist I worked with, an endocrinologist, who said, like, so like you're gonna marry this guy. Like, I think you should start trying now. If you want to have kids, like this is your chance, right? Which is already a stressful thing to put on like a mid 20 year old. <laughs> yes. Right. Like, so <laughs> a lot it's of pressure. interesting. So I had my daughter at 29, which I feel is very young to have a child, um, which I know is not actually accurate for many people but for me that felt very young and it's like one of those things right like if i didn't have a pre-diagnosed medical thing would i would it have been so important for me to get pregnant that early into our marriage into our relationship probably not um i would have loved to start having kids around 33 but it really didn't I was really concerned and felt very rushed by my doctors. And like I said, I loved my doctors, but also I've learned so much more about myself and my health, about advocating for myself in a very different way, that I probably wouldn't have been um, so tunnel visioned on it, so hyper-focused. So it took my husband and I um, a little over two years to get pregnant for the first time. And that was with the use of a whole bunch of different extra fun stuff and a whole bunch of different (laughs) procedures. Um, you know, so, and it's a different level, right? But the entire time, I think for a lot of people, when you're like trying to get pregnant and you're not, you're like, all right, well, at least I'm not having miscarriages. And then when you have a miscarriage, like, well, at least I'm able to get pregnant. Like there's this like ongoing thing of minimizing your own experience. Right. And then there's this really hard part of, for some people they have no issues at all. Some people, they, like, look at each other and get knocked up, right? Some people are just, like, we're like, <laughs> it's, you know, and there's, that's just is how it is. Right. But it starts to feel very personal when you're going through that, right? Like, you start to do this really weird thing where it starts to feel like, if these people are getting pregnant, I'm not going to. As if there's, like, a finite amount of pregnancies in the world. And every time someone has one, it takes them away from me, which is, like, not accurate, but you totally go into that space. And I think that's, right. like, really common.
1: And we've, we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, but when you were going through your infertility challenges, when you would have friends that would get pregnant, or when you would see people, you know, who would easily get, look at each other and get pregnant, what was that like for you? It sucks. And like, also it sucked because I
0: felt that like what I said, like I use this word tunnel vision specifically because like I truly think that's what I was in. Right. So like we were also, so let's think, okay, how
1: far were we into the ability of
0: business? Maybe two years?
1: No, I think long. Um, well, when you were really going through like treatments, when I was, yes.
0: Yeah. Then we were, when you like, were going through treatments, we were farther in, I would say okay. four years. Yeah. Okay. Right. But like when it first started, um, Right. So the first six months of trying to get pregnant was no treatments, no clomid, no medicine or anything. It was mm-hmm. just like having yes. sex.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love how so- this is when you, you were having yeah. sex. <laughs> yes, <This right>.
0: is- <laughs> the whole you knew thing. everything. Well, that's the thing is it's so structured, right? You're like literally yeah. having sex at a specific time. I mean, right. it's the least it's the least sexy thing I could ever imagine. Um, and so, OK, so I went through this like tunnel vision thing where I you become hyper focused on it. And so not only did I become hyper focused on it, I also was not inviting my partner to be a part of it. So mm-hmm. I was like, so like, well, what can you do? I have to go to these appointments and I have to do it. And there's nothing you can do. So I'll just do it by myself. Like, and I became like, so hyper independent about it. Mm. Did- I would not
1: recommend that. <laughs> right. And what I was going to say is like, did that, did that build up any resentment for you? Like, was that I just can can imagine. It wasn't resentment
0: towards my partner. Mm -hmm. It was anger at myself. So it wasn't resentment I felt towards him. I felt angry. I felt like my body was broken and I felt Mm -hmm. embarrassed. I knew that he wanted to be a father. And so I felt like because my body was quote unquote broken or fucked up, that I needed to do this on my own.
1: This was like my thing I had to do. Did it feel like you were starting to blame yourself?
0: Yes, the whole time. Well, and Mm. because like there is also so much weight bias and weight stigma when Mm. it comes to PCOS that there was like so much stuff, right, that I had. So the other thing is like, so one of the things they do when you're diagnosed with PCOS in early age is put you on birth control. So I was managed through birth control. When I went off birth control, I gained like 45 pounds like that because my PCOS was then unmanaged and I didn't really know anything else about it. Like I really didn't feel like there was a conversation about it. It was such a young thing. Um, So I do. So I think that there was a lot of internal shame that I felt now that I know it's like nothing to do with it. Um, but still, when I go into a place of shame, some people like overshare, I totally undershare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm just like, oh, here's what I'm gonna do. And so I think that was like, they not being able to get pregnant. And then the miscarriage I feel like was different. So yeah, so I'm not gonna tell people when, because people listen to this <laughs> show, right? But in the recent past few, whatever, I had a miscarriage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I got pregnant. I was excited, but overwhelmed. Like we're in a really part of like a busy part of our career. And my daughter is almost two and is like wild and a crazy toddler. And so like, I immediately felt really excited because it felt easy. Like, oh my God, I got pregnant. I didn't have to do any medical interventions. Like, this is awesome. I was super okay. excited. I totally knew I was pregnant. Like, I was just like, I could feel it. I was like, oh my God, I am fucking pregnant. I was so excited. Took a test, ran downstairs to tell my husband. Um, told my parents that night. I was so excited. Um, told I told you, right? Mm-hmm. I told you, I told a few of my best friends. Um, and if I'm being honest, I literally never thought I would have a miscarriage. Really? In my head, which is fucking crazy, right? The chances of miscarriages,
1: the percentage, it's so high. It's so high. One I in did, four I, women. Yeah. My, my thought about, because, you know, people tend to wait, right, like uh-huh. 12 weeks. I know we've talked yep. about that before. My thought around that is that if you were to have a miscarriage, that you were going to be open to talk about it too, because because that's which is how, how yeah. yeah, that's how you you will because you're so about destigmatizing things mm-hmm. and surrounding yourself with people who love you and can support you. And so I did not know that that was the reason that that it wasn't even something that crossed your mind. Which is true, right? I mean, that's the thing. Is like I didn't put it on social
0: media, but right. the people that I would have no issue telling I had a miscarriage, I told that I was pregnant. Like right. that is right. accurate, and still. I just never, I just didn't think I was going to have one like in my fucking head. I was like, this is my payment. It was so hard to get pregnant the first time. Um, This is like my gift from the universe.
1: (laughs) Which is not how science (laughs) science (laughs) works. which is not how science works
0: because it didn't work the either the other way i wasn't not getting pregnant because my body was fucked up or because i gained weight and i didn't lose the baby because i had earned it that's not how this shit works but oh my gosh it is so easy to fall into that anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner the planning the shopping the prep figuring out the timing (laughs) it's a little heavy to carry huh same That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper, chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com slash shrink chicks to get forty percent off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash
1: shrink chicks. Don't forget to use our
0: link so they know we sent you.
1: What do you think that like gives to you to fall into that kind of thinking? Is it like more control over yeah. kind of the process? I control? I love control. Or, I love control. I know well, so that would make sense, a- <laughs> I do love and control. And also, let me let me preface this by saying I didn't ask Emily any of these questions. No, we beforehand. didn't talk about like, this. I said we're literally just going to have a just conversation on the spot asking her these questions.
0: Yeah, we purposely didn't, like, talk about this at all beforehand, before we recorded. <laughs> um, Was it control? I think it was faith, which is, like, I feel like the opposite of control. Mm. Right? Like, like, control, I feel like, is, like, something I can control, right? It's personal. I have power. Right. Where faith, I feel like, is this. And, like, so I feel like it was, like, this faith that part of the universe, I don't know if that's about a karma or what it is, but it's just where my mind went.
1: Well, was, you know, I'm just, as you're explaining kind of the infertility journey, right. That like, it sounds like, that was something where you're like, okay, I need to take control of this process, right? Like I need to do everything I can possibly do. Yes. I'm going to go to the appointments. I'm going to. Oh my God. Everything.
0: I changed and my so entire this- diet. I changed literally. Yeah, you did every- so Oh my much. God. I made, and that's what I mean about tunnel vision. I was not healthy about this. Do not copy what I did. I made my entire life by getting pregnant.
1: Right. And so like, did this feel kind of like the flip side of it of like, oh, I don't need to take control yeah. of this in yes. a way. So because
0: this was like, like, I'm just telling like, I was like, it was a gift. Like in my head, I went to this place where like, oh, the universe has gifted mm-hmm. me this pregnancy, right? And I had another thing where the first time when I was trying to get pregnant, fuck, it was probably about four months before I actually got pregnant with Millie that my grandmother died my Mimi you know how close I was with my grandmother she was the fucking best the best and in my head I said my grandmother died she's gonna give me a baby and the next month my period was late I had the symptoms and I was not pregnant wow and that and and I was mad
1: like oh wow tell me yeah
0: uh-huh, and I was mad I was mad I was like oh she's gonna give me this baby she knew that I was trying so hard to get pregnant she mm. was like my guardian angel she always had said I was the daughter she never had um and so I was like oh she's gonna die and I'm gonna get pregnant and I'll be able to eat. right which is fucking once again not how science works <laughs> a, a sperm has to meet an egg and
1: it has to implant and like right but but is it is it a way of being like okay I don't have to take control of this situation I guess, I guess yeah like I
0: guess it was this way I just had felt like I had tried everything else
1: right and right. so it and was you, like, did, oh. you did
0: <laughs> I mean I was going to fucking acupuncture I'm doing goddamn you Reiki were d de- on my uterus <laughs> so much you <laughs> so much I mean that book that book you read I I I read (laughs) oh my god I read a book (laughs) I read a book about someone who by the friend my my friend Aaron who also I had met who was going through effort who's going through IVF and doing infertility stuff her husband had given it to me and it was about like fucking like um how to psychically talk to your unborn baby it was out (laughs) communicate with your unborn baby I have which, just, in, like, which I have... included chanting after you had sex and let me be fucking sure you know as sure as shit I did that
1: oh my god and I like ever since you told me that I have this like picture <laughs> not of not of you and your husband having sex but like after you had sex was, like Laying there.
0: yeah oh it's just, I'm not kidding like I was doing like fucking if somebody told me it worked for their fifth cousin sister's aunt dog rumor I was like I'm gonna fucking do that the dog rumor did it <laughs> right. hell yeah Um, right so so yeah so I guess So I guess it was it's a combination I consider myself a person who truly believes in spirituality and believes in the universe and also truly believes in science and I Mm -hmm. guess I had thought I had done it this other way my science way before and so now this was my spiritual way this is my gift way it didn't I had a miscarriage (laughs) spoiler alert that didn't that's not accurate
1: so but when, when you were, cause it, you were telling people you were very excited and when you did have the miscarriage, not to, and I don't know if I'm taking you farther into the story than you're ready to go. You were also so open about the miscarriage, like you yeah, let everyone know. And what was that like for you?
0: Okay. So probably let's say maybe eight people knew I was pregnant, mm-hmm. Right. Okay. No, it's gotta be 10. Right. So like my parents, okay. So here's how it was. So I found out I'm pregnant and like, I'm like, Oh, like what we're going to do, we're going to take a cute little picture. And by chance also my husband's grandma, grandfather had died right around that time. And so we were going towards this funeral. So I, so the moral of the story is I had a miscarriage at a funeral, which is like, right. <laughs> right. which I'm laughing to not cry because of how fucked up. Um, right. and so, uh, So I had like told like let's say maybe ten people that I had sent them this like little picture we took of my daughter and the picture was her holding a sign that said I'm gonna be a big sister, and I was so excited, and so I sent this to probably like let's say you know my parents we had showed it to his parents, you Nikki and then like my four best friends right oh no my my probably my six of my best friends right, Um, and. Then you're like, fuck. And so I just had this feeling. I started having cramps, which isn't yeah. like really uncommon at the beginning of pregnancy. Like the beginning of pregnancy, your body's feeling fucking crazy, man. Like your titties are hurting. You feel weird. You feel uncomfortable. There's just so many hormones, so many different things that are happening. We so started cramping, and I was like, this doesn't really feel right. Right. <laughs> like right. this feels kind of more than it was before. But I couldn't really remember. it been a few years since I was pregnant. Like I don't know. Everything. Your body just feels wild. And then I just had this moment where I was like, oh my God, I'm not pregnant. Like, wow. I don't, I just had this feeling like, I don't think that this is happening. I don't think I'm going to have this baby.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. You just felt it?
0: I just felt it. I just felt like I wasn't pregnant the same exact way that I felt that I was pregnant. And so the cramping also- continues. So, yeah.
1: You're so in tune with your I mean, mm-hmm. body, like very, very in body, tune yeah. with your body. Yes, and so 100%. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: So, uh, but then the crammy, but I hadn't started bleeding. So I'm like, oh, but there's no bleeding. So like, you know, because I'm, of course, have my Google MD degree that I think that I have. Here. <laughs> right, right. Um <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm cramping but there's no bleeding so I'm like oh like this is weird I don't really know what's happening and then I'm just like you want to know what like something is up here so I like call my doctor they're like hey cramping's normal normal not a big deal not a big deal and I'm like I don't know man this feels weird finally I'm able to like say like I'm like I'm telling you like something is wrong like this does mm-hmm. not feel good and then I uh, finally am able to talk to one doctor in my practice and he was like yeah I think you're miscarrying he was like I'm gonna send you in we're gonna they can like test your but if the bleeding hasn't started they can test like your HCG levels and like all this stuff and yeah they um I started bleeding two days later and so and there's nothing they can do right so like even if you go into the like you're in all this pain but like even if you go to the hospital like they're just gonna send you home and like tell you to take Tylenol like there's literally nothing they can do like if it is happening that's it and so all of a sudden then you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? So then I'm like, oh my God, I fucking told these people. You feel, I felt almost like I had lied. Like wow. there was a part of like having to, so then what I did was I sent a text out to everyone. I was like, I'm not doing this. So I just sent a text and said, hey guys, <laughs> hey guys, wanted to let you know, had a miscarriage, I'm okay. Um, I, I, I don't even remember what I said. We should look it up. I, what did I text I you? Should, I, know I, I know can you. pull yeah. it up. Do you want to pull it up? Kind of, um okay. and I just sent this text out to those ten people, and that was it. I, I was like, I'm not gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm not talking to you, people individually. I'm not calling. You mm-hmm.
1: were so you had such good boundaries around it, and that's that's a piece that I think is is really important to figure out, like what your boundaries around it are, because this is about you and what and your family and what you're going through and. I think that it's so easy, you know, to involve other people or to think about other people's feel and and it's really about like what you're going through, what your family is going through, what you're experiencing. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrink chicks. So you get a free consultation then 50% off at pros.com slash shrink chicks. That's P R O S E.com slash shrink chicks. So what, what did that do for you to like set, those boundaries around it to just text people and say like, Hey, I'm going to find it first of all. So I can say it because I thought I mean, it w- it was, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sure there was an emoji <laughs> in it. Um,
0: <laughs> just the baby and the X. Um, not here. Um, and I'm using humor guys because this is how I cope. So just fuck right. Um, <laughs> um how did you feel? I said those boundaries. It felt, here's the thing. Like I said, I only told people that I would be comfortable also telling that I had a miscarriage. Yeah um so it felt fine to do everyone was amazing and honestly people were fucking awesome to me right like I'm also very lucky because I'm surrounded by amazing people like you sent me bottles of wine um my friend Natalie came over with cigarettes and was like could, <laughs> somebody <laughs> sent me yeah like so Aaron all, of, like, your provide, hum- all of the yes, vices my husband was like let's get, yeah my so husband pregnant. was like let's get sushi <laughs> yes. right like it was sort- some deli meat Oh, I went and I bought myself Botox. That's what I did. There you go, right? <laughs> I was like, this is my miscarriage present. I'm going to go get some Botox. <laughs> because I had also just finished um, breastfeeding too. So it was like the first time where I could do a ton of stuff. Yeah. So I think it was something, and then I was sort of back and forth. Like, am I going to talk about this more? Like I hadn't put anything on social media. In general, I will be very open about stuff. And I didn't until I got the bill. That's what I put on social media. Because then I was fucking pissed. Because <laughs> I have the money to pay for it, but I hate the, I hate the system, man. This is, yeah. it is, how about all the people who can't? I am Absolutely. also very lucky that um, I am in a financial position to be able to pay that bill, but also that it wasn't the most distressing thing. But the anger that I felt opening up that bill that I had to pay for a fucking miscarriage um was just anger towards what about other people that this would crush people that have tried so hard to have a baby people that don't have the support I have a place I can go talk to a therapist about I have you know all these things and so that's when I shared it on social media that I shared the bill from the miscarriage wow Mm -hmm. that
1: was my anger how did you deal with that anger Nothing. I paid the bill and I put the bill up, lit the the bill on fire.
0: (laughs) I paid the bill. Um, so, okay. So that was my first anger. Well, then I'll tell this. All right. So then I'm, I was, I was, you know what,
1: you know what I'm going to say, I was really hoping I was going to prompt this story if you didn't tell it.
0: So then this was only two weeks ago that I got it. So whatever. So when you get pregnant, you go, then you have like all your appointments, right? So you have your initial appointment, you have your ultrasounds, all this stuff. I so when I had the miscarriage and I talked to the nurse she said we're going to cancel any and all of appointments for you You don't have to deal with it I was like oh god thank you so nice so great they fucking forgot to so <laughs> three weeks after that I get a call from my doctor's office saying hey Emily this is you know Susan from Moby Um, did you know that you had a 9 a.m. ultrasound I said Susan I did not have a 9 a.m. ultrasound I had a miscarriage poor susan did not realize what she was opening up to was And she... so that actually that part sucked the most and yeah. also fucking everyone does pregnancy announcements on thanksgiving because everyone thinks it's so funny to say can't wait for our turkey like a little right. bit like my turkey, turkey is
1: my turkey's in the oven i don't know i don't know how many pregnancy announcements you saw on thanksgiving but i saw a ton i just tried to stay off social media in general yeah. <laughs> so uh, That
0: sucked too. So I would say all the pregnancy announcements and once again, other people's fertility has nothing to do with my own, but it still always feels that way. Um, And the term that we use in therapy is disenfranchised grief that like when you have a miscarriage, when you have fertility stuff, when you have any of these things, it's like it's a grief that there's no process to. So and it's a grief that a lot of people, a lot of other people are uncomfortable with. And it's a grief that people love to silver line. So right. they love to say things like, at least you were able to get pregnant. At right, least
1: like, it was earlier on. Right. right like people That's what don't people acknowledge, say. they don't acknowledge mm-hmm. it as being grief. Right. You yes. would never, I mean, I'm sure people do say this, but like if you were at a funeral and like someone died. <laughs> right? You're never like, well, I guess people do say this, but they're like, at least they (laughs) had a long life. It's true, right? People say,
0: right? Like, oh, like, yeah, like when your like 98 year old grandmother dies, people say like, oh, at least she had a wonderful life, which is true, right? But it's still like pain is pain. But I think that there's something when it's the pain of a fertility challenge, whether that's not being able to get pregnant or having a miscarriage or a stillbirth or whatever that looks like, people really are very uncomfortable with it and don't know what to say. And the, I mean, in the past month, you've seen amazing people. Chrissy Teigen came out about losing her son. It's like in pretty mm-hmm. late into the pregnancy. Meghan Markle came out about her miscarriage. Um, and she said, you know, like, as I'm holding my firstborn, I know that I'm losing my secondborn," And that was the situation. in I'm holding my daughter bleeding. Wow. Um, and it is this thing that you're like, this huge thing is happening, but also I'm not talking about it, right? So I'm sitting here, and the bleeding was, I was so not prepared for the physical pain of it. I knew emotionally it was going to be difficult, but I was not prepared for the physical pain. And that, like, totally took me by surprise. Which seems weird that I didn't. I don't know. In my head, when, like, the doctor said to me on the phone, like, you're it, the bleeding is going to start and it's going to be really bad... In my head, I was like, I've had bad periods my whole life. I can handle this. I had a vaginal birth. Blah, blah, blah. I was in labor without an epidural for 15 hours. Like, But I was not prepared for what this would be like. Because also you're like, you're just kind of moving on with your day.
1: Right? I mean, like like my you, toddler doesn't stop right. You were still doing everything <laughs> you would have done. <laughs> like yeah. nothing really was yeah. changing in your life at that yeah. point. Uh huh. And, and, but you're, you also like truck along, you I know? I do, I do. Well, I mean, my daughter still got to get fed,
0: right? Like the right. dog still has to go on a walk. Like, like these certain things that,
1: like, that's the
0: weird thing about grief is the day keeps going. Right. That's the thing that's so we don't talk about enough in grief is that you're sitting there. It feels like the entire world isn't moving, but everything's moving around you.
1: Wow. And you know what? I think that you, you know, because, you understand this process and that it isn't something that is recognized by society as a grief. Like I really, and this is why I talk about boundary. I couldn't find the text message because we texted yeah. so much. It is deep in there. Yeah. Um, but I think that you, you created from, from what I saw, you created a space for yourself to be able to grieve or to tell people that you're okay and that you're taking care of yourself where I think that for the, for the people who don't know how to create that space for themselves or set that boundary around any sort of disenfranchised grief, um, that that can be really hard. Like it can be something that they really keep to themselves and, they don't necessarily surround themselves with the support that they need during that time. And I really think you took the time to create that space for yourself, which I think is important. Did it feel that way? That's what I was seeing on my end.
0: Wait, I found the text message. Are you ready? Oh, tell me. Yeah, what yeah, you- I'm ready. <laughs> Hi, friends! Exclamation <laughs> point. Just wanted to tell you I had a miscarriage, so no baby this time. I think Queen Millie is not yet ready to give up her throne of being an only child. I'm totally fine and love you all. That's what I said. <laughs>
1: which is beautiful. (laughs)
0: Like, yeah, I, I I mean, (laughs) but you said it very funny that I said that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But you know what you, you did it in a way that like matched with who you are and what felt right for you. What would you say? Like what kind of support do you feel like you needed during that time? Like, was there anything you felt like you needed or didn't need that was helpful just for people who, like, have friends who have miscarriages Mm -hmm. or people who have – you know, like, what was helpful for you and what wasn't helpful for you? Well,
0: you know, know, like, there's, like – there's that meme that goes around that says, like, check on your strong friend. Like, I am so lucky because, like, that's, like, me to a T, right? Like, so, like, it started happening. I knew it was happening. And I was just, like, said to my husband, like, we're just going to keep – we're just going to try next time. You know, like, it's just going to go – And so to my husband, I was like, I'm okay, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm relieved. There's a part of you that is relieved. Like there's this other part that when you get pregnant, you're like, oh my God, it's overwhelming, it's scary, you think about your job, you think about your other child, you think about how your life is going to change. So there was this one part of me that was like, all right, I guess I don't have to worry about all those things this time. Like now I have a break, I can have a drink, you know, whatever. So I think uh, that's where I always go to is the survival place. And the thing that was like so amazing about my community was so like my friends, right? So like, okay, my friend Rachel sent me a $25 gift certificate to Chipotle. Like just like fucking funny. Like she yeah, was just yeah. like, she was like, who doesn't <laughs> who doesn't need a burrito? Right. Like, right. Like, <laughs> like like that was it. She didn't say anything. She just sent me this gift certificate. I had um, uh, you know, my friend Carolyn, who's been who was on an episode yeah. talking about her, she had two miscarriages, two horrible miscarriages in a row, sends me a heating pad right just gets on Amazon ships it right to my house it literally came the same day um you had sent me some wine another friend like so the thing was because other people came in and gave me that i like almost didn't have to create that space like i am so lucky that i had that right and when other people took time to slow it down and give me that space I actually was able to do it for myself so yeah. like once I got this package from Carolyn of the heating pad I was like I wasn't going to cancel my clients like, I'm like sitting there bleeding out <laughs> and I was like I'm just gonna going to keep like, going with my I was day. like please <laughs> tell me I was like please tell me you're canceling clients today <laughs> right and then like and like that's really hard for me to like go into that space for myself no matter how much we talk about it right like we just doing in the show personal versus professional like I still struggle with that in my personal life and when I got this package of this heating pad you just, like, put in the microwave, I was like, okay, I'm going to, like, cancel my date. I'm going to sit in bed with this heating pad, right? But it's wow. also, like, hard. Like, you know, my daughter was crawling up on the bed, you know, hold me, want me, right? Touch- like, I'm like, oh, I'm in, like, so much pain. Please don't touch me. But, like, you right. know, she wanted snuggles. And so I think other people allowing for it to be slowed down and creating space was such a gift for me to be able to do it. Mm. I don't think I would have been able to do that on my own. And I think that's something that my husband also struggles with. So I don't think he would have been able to do it either. And then I will say like the day though that I got the phone call about being late for my ultrasounds, (laughs) that was the day that him and I really grieved. That he was there. I saw the call from my OBGYN's office and I knew that that's what that day was. And so the second I got this call, I was like, they're going to fucking tell me I'm late for my appointment. And so I picked it up, put it on speakerphone. He was there and I hung up and that's when I like started crying. Like that was when
1: I was like, oh, like that hurts. That one hurt. Wow. And that mm-hmm. was, once again, I know we're not talking about timelines here, yeah. here but like. It was three it weeks was after I miscarried. What after. Would have been that ultrasound. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's three weeks. Yeah. And so the reason why I say that is that like it can come up at different times, yes. you know mm-hmm. that like there can be triggers to it, there can be things that that bring it up, and so to know that that's okay, yeah. you know, right? That well, and like that
0: exactly, th- I think that that's
1: common things that can trigger right? I mean, I think that's common that wave
0: of grief, right? The wave of grief that comes in afterwards and that can knock you on your ass, and that's the thing that makes it really difficult that. People think that, like, you know, when you go through these, like, levels of grief, the denial, the anger, like, that idea of acceptance, like, that really has been misproven time and time and again because people think acceptance means over it. Right. When a wave of grief can come anytime. because I felt that same grief on Thanksgiving when people were, like, putting up their pregnancy announcements, right? Like, I felt that same thing, um, you know, as I um, – I'm trying to think of um, – I had really wanted to write like you because you start doing little stuff like you start thinking about um what's the nursery going to look like this time what's this going to be you know like how is my other how's my daughter going to be with a new child Um and so there were certain stuff that comes up and then also like Often, often, and this is what my big thing is please do not ask people when they're having kids or having more kids because that one always fucking hurts like a knife.
1: Yes, that I think that's so important to say. When does Millie get to be a big sister? And because you never know what people Uh are going through, like you could be saying that while they're having a miscarriage. I think someone did. Wait, I think someone did say it to me while there you was having- a time oh, well, while where, it was miscarriage. you were at, I yes. mean you were at a funeral uh-huh. seeing yeah seeing yeah ha- but but that hadn't been confirmed
0: yet that I had oh. the miscarriage so but I had a feeling it was happening like I felt like really weird um no but there was it was like we were getting something done to the house like we like had somebody like uh someone in the house about you know we're doing some work to this and someone had said you know like if this one ever becomes a big sister in my head i'm like oh you fucker like right
1: like a punch to the gut
0: (laughs) right and obviously that person doesn't know but it's once again this idea of the disenfranchised grief about then what do you do with that right right what are you supposed to do in that situation because we're taught to play nice what so what do you do with that like what did you do with that yeah (laughs) so like i what do you mean i pushed that shit down no what did i do um (laughs) I think every time I just – I mean, like, you also have to remember, like, you know, no one means – I always try to think of, like, the intent and then to think about the impact. And so the thing I said is, like, to myself is, like, I don't know, but she's going to be one in some way. Mm -hmm. Right? Because even if we don't have another biological child, like, we would really like to foster or adopt or do something in that way. Or or Millie will have to have 30,000 dog siblings. I'm not sure what that will look like yet if that doesn't happen.
1: Um, and that's okay to have a pet sibling. 30,000 is going to be a lot like that. It's be a lot of kibble. I love, I love dogs, but
0: that, <laughs> that's a lot. He could have two, maybe two pet siblings for siblings. <laughs> so it is. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's this weird thing that you feel scared from, you feel isolated with. And then when people start to talk, you then start to feel like you're part of a club. Like, you start Mm -hmm. to feel like, okay, you know what? Like, look at all of these other women, right? Like, it doesn't feel so lonely. I had someone message me on Instagram. After I had put this up about, like, the bill that I said, like, look at this fucking bill I have to pay now. um, Someone had messaged me and said, did you just have miscarriage? I said, yes. She said, I'm having one right now. Wow. Uh She said, I don't know what to do. And I was like, yeah, how?"
1: powerful yeah that to be mm Go ahead.
0: And well for me that's what it's about like that's why i talk about stuff it's the same reason i've talked about um pcos same reason i've talked about inosaurus same reason i've talked about being a sexual assault survivor that for me i am in a place and this is not for everyone if you're not in the mental health place to talk about your story don't fucking do it like you don't owe your story to anyone but i am right and i know that it helps me to talk about it I know it helps me to be open about it so I think um, for me that made a difference because if not I would have just continued sucking it up and going through where I was able when I'm able to sit there and tell other people take a week off take that time um, then I'm able to do it for myself
1: that's like your ability to be so open and I say this to you all the time it's one of the things I admire about you because I know (laughs) that's so terribly difficult for me (laughs) but I really do believe like you help so many people in your ability to be so open about the things that you're going through there's going to be people who listen to this and you know have had similar experiences or and that's why I think it's Go ahead. Well, even ahead. when we had
0: Carolyn on before talking about her miscarriage, we had yes. so many responses of people saying, like, thank you for talking about this. Yeah. Um, so it's it's weird because you have people like fucking Meghan Markle and Chrissy Teigen coming out. And Chrissy Teigen put up pictures of her experience in the hospital. And people were fucking after her. People were horrible <laughs> to her about putting up those photos. Every time someone made a horrible feeling about it, like, why not? If we document everything else, right? I document every other part.
1: Why not document this so people feel less alone? I can't understand why anyone would be horrible to her for that. People were so mad.
0: They, you know, you're doing this for attention. That's why you, who would have a photographer in the room while they're miscarrying, right? Like, you don't do that for other people you don't do that for attention you do that so other people don't feel alone you do that to be brave you do that to put oh my yourself God. out I mean, there and you do that for you to grieve for you to have
1: photos that was the only picture she was able
0: to have of her child
1: like what a vulnerable experience mm-hmm. to be sharing with people yeah. and same for you and and like what a vulnerable experience and all of your experiences to be sharing with people but like mm-hmm. the the amount of people that you're going to help and have already helped and connect to through those experiences, I think is so powerful. And I'm amazed by you. Love and you. I love you so much.
0: It is, it's It's a whole thing, right? Like, I just think that there is not, there's so many different roads to becoming a parent in whatever that looks like for you. And I think that there are roads we should talk about that we should be open about that we should um, hold and love people and nurture them through. And there's also lots of roads of not becoming a parent, and I think we should celebrate those too, right? I think we should celebrate when people start a business. We should celebrate when people um, watch a new TV show they love. We should celebrate when people actually take <laughs> yeah. rest and do nothing, right? Like I want to celebrate people at all parts of like where they are in that story and whatever that looks like. And I think the more stories we hear, the more we understand different experiences, the better this world will be in full.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. that's why we're going to keep bringing on people to tell their stories, to yeah. normalize conversations that aren't typically normalized and talked about because yeah. it's well, so I important. Lock.
0: And I lied at the, the end of our last episode. The last episode it was about oh cult. yeah you and did. then right. we we're like oh right. we're gonna quickly record this episode about the miscarriage because it kept coming right. up. And so it's just a surprise you know, next
1: surprise it's- episode. <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
0: Oh, Depressing <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Um, no, <laughs> like <laughs> like you're like ha ha ha. Remember miscarriage? Remember fertility? This cat here is um, the surprise
1: miscarriage episode.
0: <laughs> so so yeah, I mean I think that. Um, in all the ways this podcast does a lot of stuff it's cool to be able to send this and like you know when people now people have been putting up like their freaking spotify listens for the year and like when people like have us on that i'm like oh my god who lets us into their lives like the fact that we get to sit there and be a tiny tiny part of someone's day is the coolest thing i could ever imagine which is why i fucking love being a therapist the fact that we get to be sit in on a tiny part of someone's life I think is like the biggest honor you could ever have it is like
1: we truly truly value it it's like mm-hmm. it, it really is very special to us and same thing with this podcast so yeah and I appreciate you so much for talking about this I know other people are very much going to appreciate it too thank you for being so open and vulnerable always glad to take this space so
0: check on your friends check on and every single one of your friends the strong ones the not i don't like using the word weak the strong ones the struggling ones um check on the people you love and remind everyone in your life who you love today that you love them and we love you and thank you for listening
1: we love you thank you